1: Welcome everyone to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Got a little bit of a recruiting exclusive for you all today. Really want to dive into linebacker recruiting in the 2024 recruiting class for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's one that if we sat here just about three weeks ago, we would have said there are some very talented players on the board, but what the ultimate class looks like, the potential three-man class, maybe four-man class for Notre Dame. It's a big question mark. We can look through a few of the names and you feel good about where Notre Dame is, but it's all been about closing all along. And now fast forward two weeks from now, Notre Dame has two commitments in the class at the linebacker position in 2024. One being Teddy Rezac out of the state of Nebraska. and The other being Bodie Cahoon out of Patrick Henry high school in the state of Virginia. Those happened within four day span, one on a Friday, One on a Monday, Bodie didn't surprise Notre Dame community. We all expected Bodie to ultimately land in the class for Notre Dame, but he surprised everyone by going super early, 7.30 Eastern time, last Monday after Teddy had committed to Notre Dame the Friday prior. So now that we're looking at this new updated recruiting board for Notre Dame, there's a lot more clarity at the linebacker position. And one that we're going to have even more clarity Going to a June, because June there's a bunch of official visits that have already been cemented and been figured out. And we have a very good understanding of what the linebacker board for 2024 looks like for Notre Dame. But it starts, of course, with the two recent commitments. Teddy Rezac, four, 195 pounds, out of the state of Nebraska, recruited to play Rover, although Notre Dame does envision if he has the necessary weight gain, where he went up to Notre Dame And he told me in an exclusive interview that they kind of projected that they thought he could hold 224-plus pounds down the line. And if he does fill out the way that Notre Dame projects him to, could eventually be an inside guy. But for now, he's going to start his, his career off as a rover.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Bodie Cahoon is, is the traditional inside linebacker. 6'2, 220 plus pounds, ran 4.54 at a Virginia Tech Camp this past year in electronic time, by the way, not just a hand time. Very athletic kid who Notre Dame views as a will or potential Mike down the line. So he is a true inside linebacker. So you have your Rover, Teddy Rezac. You have your inside linebacker in Bodie Cahoon. Now it's about shooting for. Elite talent in the 2024 class, because let's be honest about this. Teddy Rezac, talented athlete, very projectable, but there is projection that needs to be had. Bodie Cahoon, a little bit of the same thing. Bodie has only been playing linebacker for about half a half a high school season, so you're not really 100% sure tangibly what he's going to be at the next level at the linebacker position. He spent most of his high school career as a safety for Patrick Henry High School. So a little bit of a projection with both players. So you need to get a little bit more of those high floor, tangibly understood linebackers that, if pressed, could come in and potentially make an impact for Notre Dame. So let's talk a little bit about the June officials and the number one linebacker that is on the board for Notre Dame. And there's not much debate over this. This is the guy that Notre Dame wants in this class without hesitation. It's Kingston Villamuasa out of St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, six foot two and a half, 225 plus pounds. Some have him listed as big as six foot three, 230 pounds. He is a top 100 caliber football player in the 2024 class. And he is ranked as such by at least two different recruiting platforms, major recruiting platforms, whether it be on three rivals, two, four, seven or ESPN. This is a young man that we have known about for a long, long time. That being Kingston Villiamuasa. He started pulling in offers when he was a freshman in high school. He has been the leader of the St. John Bosco defense now for a couple years, coming off of 110-plus tackle season, 116, I believe, was the actual number. Nine and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, also had an interception that he took back 50 yards for a touchdown. This young man is very talented, obviously, has the frame to be a traditional Mike, has good sideline-to-sideline speed, and he's a very – faith oriented player. So his top 3 that he dropped only a couple of weeks ago was Notre Dame, Ohio State and University of Southern California. Those three schools, not coincidentally, have official visits with Kingston this uh this June as well. So Kingston is coming to Notre Dame on the 16th through the 19th that weekend, June 16th through the 19th. The week be- weekend before He'll be at USC the weekend after he'll be at Ohio State. Right now, we envision this one as a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle. Anytime a California kid has a USC in their top three, you're going to pay attention. But just reading between the tea leaves, talking to Kingston, it's Ohio State-Notre Dame for me and, and what our staff believes right now. So Notre Dame has a chance to close on a very talented linebacker, a kid that would fit, I think, tremendously, not only just from a playing perspective, from a, a personal perspective as well. Faith perspective, student perspective, high academic kid. I think Kingston would be a great fit, but there are obvious question marks. Notre Dame has already been in battles with Ohio State this year for linebackers, and they've come out on the wrong side of both, right, with Peyton Pierce and then Garrett Stover as well. So you look at this battle for kingston villian it's going to come down to the wire. Notre Dame is certainly in the fight. I would say they're in the top two. Some days you can convince me that they're number one, convincingly. Some days you, you can convince me that Ohio State has the league going into the official visits. This one is neck-and-neck neck. opportunity, obviously, to make a big impression here moving forward, and Notre Dame will need to do that during the officials because I think that's going to be a huge separator couple other linebackers that are on the board and and high up the board that you need to keep an eye on that are actually also being on campus and will be on campus before Kingston makes his way to campus the same weekend, June 9th through the 11th, which is the biggest recruiting weekend for Notre Dame as of right now as far as pure volume of players. They're going to have Brian Huff, linebacker, out of the state of Arkansas, and they're also going to have Chris Cole, linebacker, out of Virginia, out of Salem, Virginia. Both extremely gifted, very different football players, though. Chris Cole is 6'3", 210 pounds. He could conceivably play Rover. He could play Will. Might even be able to grow into a Mike eventually. He's got that type of frame. Incredibly long, athletic, explosive, can do some stuff in man coverage. Very talented football player. The other one is Brian Huff, who is a 6'3", 220-plus pound downhill thumper. He's a kid that I would envision being a Mike linebacker relatively early in his college career. So two very different stylistic players. And of course you have to ask yourself, how would each one of them fit with one another, right? Because right now you have a Rover in the class. You have a will Mike in the class. You need to make sure that you're getting another kid that can conceivably fit with Bodie Cahoon and Teddy Rezac. That three is the number right now at linebacker. I think, you know, is there a possibility that let's say that there's a situation where, Kingston, Viliamo and Chris Cole both want to come. Do you entertain it? I I think Notre Dame would entertain it, but I'm not necessarily going to say that I think that they will push to four. I'm really not. I think that three is the number. Kingston is the obvious top priority at the board, but the staff also really likes Chris Cole. They like Brian Huff. These are two guys that we cannot just look past because they are taking out multiple trips to campus. Brian Huff has been on campus before Notre Dame. This will be a second trip. Chris Cole, this is going to be his third trip to campus, including last month he took an unofficial. So there's some heat here, right? And I, for me, Chris Cole is a fantastic football player. I think he would be a great addition, especially to Notre Dame because I think he brings a high level of explosiveness and physicality that you need to continue to add to that second level, which you have been adding to that second level over the last couple of years. And I also really do like what a guy like Brian Huff brings. He's a true Mike. So if you envision – Bodie Cahoon as will at the next level, I think Brian Huff could be a really nice downhill bumper. So the two talented players. They'll be on June 9th through the 11th in different spots. Obviously right now, I would say as we sit here today, the board probably looks like this. Kingston, Amawasa, Moasa, Chris Cole, then Brian Huff. That's really the three guys that are mostly on the board. I mean, they're talking to other guys, obviously, and keeping those, those communication levels up. But I just really think that that's what the board is mostly right now. It's about getting one high quality player, Kingston Villiamuasa, Chris Cole, Brian Huff. Those are the three guys that you should be keeping equal attention to because they also have those June officials that'll be very vital to what this class ultimately looks up at, looks as at the end. Because back to back years now, you're talking about Nolan Ziegler, Joshua Burnham, Junior Tua Lamaka, and Jalen Snead in 2022. 2023, you follow that up with Jaden Osberry, Drake Bowen, and Preston Zinter. I know two of those guys, in Junior Toilamaka and Joshua Burnham, have moved to Viper, but still, I mean, they counted the linebacker recruiting rankings. That was incredible two man, two year haul of seven extremely gifted football players. You want to continue to follow that up with this year, and so far you have two high ceiling kids in Teddy Rizak and Bodie Cahoon. But you need to find a guy that I think hits more of the ceiling and floor molds. You need a guy that is a little bit more projectable early on in his career. So that's Kingston and Lilian Malassa, a young man that very, very talented, comes from a great football tradition, St. John Bosco National Championship. But do not look past again, Chris Cole, talented, talented, high ceiling out of Salem. He might be the highest ceiling of any linebacker on the board for Notre Dame in 2024, in my opinion. So those will be big visits. Make sure to stay up to date. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. If you're not signed up already, we'll be having recruiting intel as soon as those visits finish up or and also leading up to those visits, some recruiting uh, visit previews as well. So make sure boards.irishbreakdown.com. And a little bit of a fun one for you guys to end the show today. I actually had a chance to recently sit down with Teddy Rezat, who's one of the recent commitments to Notre Dame in the 2024 class linebacker out of Nebraska. What better time to give you guys a little insight into Teddy as a young man and person on the linebacker show. So without further ado, my interview with Mr. Teddy Rezac. Now joining the Irish Breakdown podcast, i Mr. Teddy Rezac, who's the newest commitment to the 2024 class, University of Notre Dame. Teddy, it's been a busy few days, actually, for Notre Dame football. First two linebackers in the class, yourself, obviously, and then Bodie Cahoon, star linebacker out of the, out of the state of Virginia. So Notre Dame has been busy, On the recruiting trail, there's no question about it. And, Teddy, I know it's been a really busy few days from you. I mean, I hit you up last weekend after you got the Notre Dame offer, and then you visit, and then obviously the commitment happened earlier this week. So take me through the craziness, man, and just how excited you are to be a part of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, obviously.
2: Oh, I mean, obviously Notre Dame's kind of been a school I've aspired to go to for the past two or three years. So once uh, Coach Golden came into West Side and Coach Bowden ended up offering me, it was a really cool feeling. I knew I had to get down there and see what it was like
1: yeah i mean you you made that quick turnaround obviously i mean you i know coach golden had visited you a couple days beforehand came to the school and then you got offered on saturday and you made the trip to sunday man like it was a really quick turnaround i know a lot of people teddy were just kind of like you know this one happened real quick and you know you know made the decision quickly got to campus quickly all that great stuff but can you talk to me a little bit about just the relationship you've been developing with Notre Dame and maybe when the first contact actually started?
2: Um, So the first contact was when Coach Golden came in on that Tuesday. And then Coach Bowden, actually I got offered on Thursday, that Thursday. Coach Bowden came in to Westland and offered me. I just nice. didn't post it until Saturday. Yeah. Um, And then I just think just like, so we got the trip schedule up for Sunday and Monday. But I think it was just like really surreal feeling, obviously. And then I just kind of, Lately, I've been building up relationships, getting to know all the coaches, Coach Bola, Coach Golden, Coach Freeman, a couple of the people in the recruiting office, just, like, really cool just to, you know, get a grasp of the people that I'm going to be around for the next couple of years.
1: And I know the, the main thing that I love about your film, and I, I think that Notre Dame obviously feels the same way, is, is the versatility you have. I mean, if you pop on... Mm-hmm west side from last year. I mean, you're playing in space a ton, you're playing on the second level, you're playing wide receiver on offense. I know your your brother's also the quarterback, a really good quarterback for the team as yeah. well, but well, as far as fit wise into Notre Dame's system, into their 425, how have they kind of told you that you would potentially fit into their system positionally and just kind of fit in from the defensive roster perspective?
2: Uh so I'll be in their linebacker room and playing that rover position, like their uh you know, their roll down kind of outside linebacker hybrid type and then eventually they'll have me there banking on me growing into my frame with uh, strength program and nutrition program up there and eventually interchangeably playing rover along with the middle linebacker response
1: wow oh yeah so obviously projecting a little bit there so uh, if if you don't mind teddy just how much is the weight now and kind of projecting forward how much does notre dame think that maybe you can play during your notre dame career I, i guess at the peak
2: so I'm about 192, 193 right now. And uh, so I'm trying to play the season at 200, 205, get up, get up when I go up to South Bend at two, two, 205, 210 maybe. And then uh, they kind of like measure like my ankles, to help measurements. And they said that 222 to 224 would probably be my optimal weight where I could keep like keep my speed and agility and stuff. And while wow, still like being a lot bigger and being able to, you know, like hit those big running backs and stuff.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, I mean, a little bit of pro- projection, obviously, that could happen there. And I know that you – did you get a chance to meet Coach Bayless when you were up at Notre Dame? Obviously, I know he's got to be a big part of this conversation at some point.
2: I didn't get to meet him. No, he's not recruiting, but they kind of talked about him. And he seems like – they said, like, this is a Notre Dame football. isn't Notre Dame football without him. So, Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: Well, and let me ask you because the one cool thing about Notre Dame, and I think it's a pretty easy sell for linebackers like yourself, is – You have Coach Golden, who's been doing this a long time. Obviously, the linebacker coach, defensive coordinator. You have Max Bola, who was just at the University of Alabama, played in the NFL, was a really good player for Michigan State as well. And then Marcus Freeman, of course, who was a star linebacker for Ohio State, played in the NFL for a little bit, obviously before the injury. How appealing is it to you to have so many guys that specialize in that position and really know what it takes to be a high-quality linebacker on the college level?
2: Um, I think it's a really cool aspect of it because Coach Freeman was kind of talking about it. He said, like, Coach Bowling, Coach Golden are down there, and he doesn't have anything else to do. So he kind of goes, like, it's kind of like a lot of teams will have – they don't have three eyes on them, so they'll see something and, like, they'll notice it in film and correct it. When reality, in Notre Dame at practice, you have three people watching, three, like, top-tier guys watching you every rep. You're going to get on-field correction and just be that much better.
1: So you were a, in a position, Teddy, where you really started to blow up, especially at the end there. I mean, you got Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. got Missouri, Nebraska, I know offered just a day before you made the commitment and everything or a couple of days yeah. beforehand. What was the, I guess, the the chaos there at the end a little bit, man? Because obviously you're hearing from a lot of big schools, especially after Notre Dame pulled the trigger. What was those last, I guess, maybe two, three days like, you know, hearing from so many schools and getting those offers to roll
2: in? Oh, uh, It was kind of crazy just like with how many people were like, in retrospect to last year, like, no one really, now I have like, all these schools following me, texting me, asking me like questions from head coach number. So, I mean, it's kind of, I think the big thing was, like, I obviously had Boston College with Power 5 offer, but, I think once Notre Dame kind of pulled the trigger and I posted that, my phone really started to blow up. I had a ton more Power 5s start contacting me and trying to get into communication. So, I think that, it was kind of like the thing where, once someone jumps in, everyone's trying to hop in on it. Yeah,
1: it uh, never fails, man. It, it, as soon as one comes, like three or four more come afterwards. There's no doubt. No well, doubt. A question for you, and, and you know, I, I'm not really sure what the answer is here. With so much attention leading up to the commitments, was there ever any thought of like, hey, let's take a step back and let this process play out a little more? Or was it just like, was it a done deal, I guess, is kind of my question.
2: I mean, I kind of like – I, w- I didn't go up to Notre Dame when to visit. I didn't go up thinking like I'm committing here. It's just kind of like, you know, like when you like when you know you know like I kind of got that feeling like this is like the place I want to be. There's the people I want to be around. So like, why wait? You know, why not just like if I want to be here, why wait to announce it? Especially when like someone could come in, they could obviously like offer someone and someone commits and my scholarship's gone. Like right. that'll be pretty that'll be pretty demoralizing if that happens. So why wait?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and let me ask you, because I know, obviously, things are going to be moving very quickly now. Just how has the offseason been for you outside of recruiting, just kind of, I guess, generally getting ready for the season, preparing? Like I said, I know your brother is a star quarterback for you guys as well that's coming back. Like, just how the, kind of the team perspective been for you?
2: Um, I mean, it's been really good. We uh, we uh return. I don't know, 18 out of our 22 starters, I think. So we return, and we're and coming off state championship, so, I mean, like, but I mean, we all know, like, we have to elevate if we want to run it back. So we've just, like, a lot of lifting, a lot of running, a lot of morning routes, a lot of meetings. Because, like, if we all we all know that if we play the same as we did last year, we're not going to win the state championship again. So it's kind of everyone, like, has that mindset, like, we need to elevate, we need to grow, we need to get better. And if we do that, we've we have a shot at winning for sure. So what was it,
1: 14 and one in state championship last year, I believe was the record finally or or so or 12 12. and one, 12 12. and one. Yeah. Yeah,
2: We got upset. Do you,
1: um, do you, do you, do you feel like you and your brother is like twins? Do you guys have kind of like that little telepathic thing when, uh, you know what I mean? Like when he's throwing the football and you're kind of running routes, like, do you guys feel like you have like that kind of weird connection? I always wanted to ask a twin that, but I've never been able to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we got something for sure. I mean, towards the playoffs, I would, I was running a lot of comebacks and, you know, the timing was always like pretty perfect between us. Everyone was like just the twin telepathy you guys got. So that might play play into it a little bit. Well, and
1: I should have asked this one after we talked about your visit a little bit, Teddy, but I, I always try to tell Notre Dame fans that have never been on campus before or just generally, there's just kind of a weird vibe to me when I get on Notre Dame's campus. Like no matter how many times I've been there, there's just kind of this, this feeling that you can't really describe. I, I, I honestly, it, it's you try to quantify it. It's just the feeling of like you, you just belong there. I, I don't know how to how to really quantify it that well. So I just want your perspective on your first time getting up to Notre Dame and just what was it like as far as just being there and just kind of your your initial in like what what initial feelings you had when you got on campus for the first time.
2: Um, just kind of like a surreal feeling. Like you drive in, see the Golden Dome. You can see, like when I walk in the football field, it's just kind of like crazy, like think Like all those seats are filled, and you run out on them. I think it's just, uh, it's like a really special place, and you do kind of get that feeling, like it's just kind of like a, it's just like a storied program in university that, like, like has that special feeling around it.
1: And and uh, who who got up with you on that visit? Um, as far as your family was concerned, Oh,
2: uh, it was me, my mom, and my dad.
1: Nice. How did how did parents like it? Was that their first time there as well?
2: Yeah, it was. I think my dad might have been there. I think he thinks said like thirty years ago, but uh, nice. my mom's first time, and they both they both loved it.
1: I love it, man. So for all the Notre Dame fans that are obviously listening to this podcast, I just want to kind of leave you with one final question: What should they expect from you? Obviously, they have high expectations for what Notre Dame football stands for. But when Teddy Rizak gets to campus finally, and I don't know if you're early enrolling or not, but when you finally get to campus, what should they expect from you as a player, as a person?
2: Um, I think just kind of like a you know, a versatile competitor who wants to always win and make people around him better, for sure.
1: Love it. So, again, Teddy Rezak, star linebacker out of the state of Nebraska, 2024 commit for the University of Notre Dame. Teddy, I appreciate this again so much, man. I know it has been super hectic over the last few days, but thank you so much for joining <laughs> the Irish Breakdown Podcast, man. I believe it. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.